Curtin Cade mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. We want you to meet a woman who has a powerful story. Her name is Sarah M. And the story is so powerful and so convicting, but in a way that reminds us we need to be grateful for every day here. Mm-hmm. How I Survived the Killing Fields. Well, if you have a few minutes, relax a little bit, pause, and take a listen. We have a new friend. Yes. We just met Sarah M., who is here in the studio with us this morning. Hi, Sarah. Welcome. Sarah's written this really neat book, How I Survived the Killing mm. Fields, a story of hope, love, and determination. There's so much here, and I realize, as it is with most of our conversations, even though we take a deep dive, we can only scratch the surface of this. So, uh, Sarah, let's begin. You were born in Cambodia, born and raised there, right? That's correct. Okay. Well, the killing fields and all of that, could you tell us, for those who don't know what happened during that season, could you kind of encapsulate it for us so we could get some context? The killing field refer to the period of time in Cambodia from 1975 to 79 when the Khmer communist regime took over our country. They, they took over our country with a military takeover. Yeah, it happened pretty fast, too, didn't it? Happened it was so like overnight. Quick. Yeah, it's overnight. They drove their military truck and tank, and the soldier came in into the city. I was in the capital city attending college. Mm-hmm. And so, before, before that, you said Cambodia was a nice, peaceful country with a stable economy because of the rice fields. Yes, yes, we produce a lot of rice. That's the main. And that's what the communists wanted. They were taking over your economy. They, they, they want to use people to produce more rice. Wow. Okay. So yeah. the, when they came in, how old were you when they? When, I I was twenty one. Twenty one. And did they take you prisoner? Uh, yeah, they took all of us prisoner. Okay, okay. so wh- what happened when they took you into custody? Where did you go? Where did you end up? Well, they evacuated everybody from every city in the country, and I was uh, I left everything that I ever have and walked with the people, and then I end up in in the camp. It's the Forced labor camp. So the yeah. forced labor camp there, and oh. you know and that's that, that was a yeah. nightmare. That was like a living hell. Yeah, it was like a concentration camp in a oh, way. Yeah. And and yes. we complain about getting up at four, but you got up at four in the morning, and were were brought into the fields working till eleven at night, and um, with very little food. Yes. Yes. For four years, right? <laughs> yes. Can, can I ask you, Sarah, um, if you came from a Christian family or how did you meet Jesus? Did you meet the Lord when you were dealing with this terrible, uh, with all these terrible things and, and the forced labor? And really, you were a slave is, is what you were. You were enslaved. 
when did you become a believer? Was it then or, or was it later on? It later on. But I grew up in the Buddhist family, and Cambodia is a predominantly Buddhist. And, yeah. and I didn't know Jesus by then, but I know about God. There, there is a notion I don't know. They, um, I listened to my mom's uh, story that she read at night time. In one story, it it just uh, gave me the idea that wow, there is God. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than Buddha. It's not Buddha. It's God. So when life was so rough, I was about to die and. I cry out to that God. So yeah. that's like Abraham. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, so that I was so innocent, not not knowing much, but at least I know there is God. How did you get through all of those years not knowing Jesus but knowing that God was there? That's a big part of your story, but here's the other part of it. God was looking out for you. Even though you had not received Jesus yet, he was working ahead of the curve, wasn't he? Yes, yes. And I realized God know me long before I know him. That's so true for all Mm -hmm. of us. Yeah. If you could describe for this is the hard part of the conversation, and if you don't want to go in this direction, please let me know. But I I really, I want folks to understand what you've been through, Um, because we have people listening here this morning. And no doubt they are dealing with something. Many of them are. And it sometimes it can be really, really bad, really challenging. And so what you share, what you went through, I think will will help them. We want to uh, encourage them in the Lord here this morning, of course. Could you describe what it was really like to be enslaved? Yes. Yes, I... Um... <sighs> While I was in the forced labor camp, I remember I worked very long hours. Every day there is no no weekend, mm-hmm. seven days a week. And it's a very long day in the intense hot sun. There's no air conditioner and there's no place for us to go and get the shade from the sun. And were, were you beaten as well by your captors? Or, well, no? I was fortunate not to be beaten, yes. but there are some people who was taken away and probably they got beaten, which I did not see. Thank goodness God didn't allow me to see all the, the torture. Yes. And during the very hard, long hours... We receive only very little food, and that food is just rice and a little bit of watery soup. Were you, were you sick a lot? Yes, I become very sick because of the malnutrition and the hard work and the lack of rest and lack of sleep. Not enough sleep. So at that age, at 21, I need at least eight hours sleep, but I I only get half of it. 
And then you had to go out and work seven days a week. All that time. Wow. And you you were taken from whatever family you had, you know, because you left your mom and and dad and brothers to go to college. Yes. And then had an uncle, but you were parted from even your uncle at that point. So, but you became like sisters with the people in the camp. Yes. Um, I made friends with the all the ladies that are in the same situation. Mm. We we support each other. That's all we have. We we have nothing else. We yeah. we just have each other. Mm. That reminded me that part of Corey Ten Boom and and while she was in the camp mm. and how you become uh, friendly and, and sisters with the people going through the tragedy with you. Yes, yes, I remember that was very helpful during the difficult time. You know, we're illustrating something beautiful about God's character, and that is He is looking out for us even before we make a decision to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. He's working, as I often say, I just said, ahead of the curve. He's just around the corner. And when you look back, it kind of makes you catch your breath when you think about that. Lord, even when I didn't really follow you, maybe I was very rebellious, and yet you never gave up on me. That is the God that we serve and we love. It's mysterious in a very wonderful way. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. Kate, you and uh, Sarah, you were talking about an ox. There's an ox story. All right, Sarah, what's the story on that one? (laughs) Yes, uh, after I, uh, myself and three of my friends escaped from the captivity, we were walking and looked for direction to my hometown to find my family. And during that trip, I found an ox that is, you know, he's standing idle without knowing what, where, and no owners. So I realized, and I was waiting to see who is the owner of this ox. Apparently, the ox was so skinny, and the owner probably gave up on him. And I feel so pity on this ox, and I, I kind of touch him and tuck him and kind of taking him as my own because nobody claimed, nobody seemed to care about this little skinny ox. And and you were sick and tiny. You're tiny now, but you were just skin and bones then. I was skin and bone, and I realized, wow, this ox, even though he's skinny, but he's stronger than me, and I have some, you know, clothing and the rice that I took a little bit with me, I said, that box, uh, that bag become heavier and heavier so I can put on the on the bag of this ox. He can help me. I help him and he help me so we become friends. Mm-hmm. Did you name him? <laughs> I did not name him. <laughs> uh, if you could name him, what would you name him? I'm just curious. We like to name our animals around here. <laughs> <laughs> Bony. 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 <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> very descriptive as well. That's great. Uh, so just to, but that's, you know what, Sarah, that's God's grace. 
<clears throat> in the midst of a tough situation there. He showed up many times to encourage you. And you there again, you didn't even really know a lot about him, but he was there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So when, do we, when were you finally released from the, the labor camp? And you remember that day? I did not. I did not stay through the release day. The release day was <clears throat> later after I escaped. So you escaped. I escaped. Tell us how you got out of there then. The great escape. <laughs> the great escape. It was scary. I didn't want to think about it, but but I'm grateful. That's when I realized God showed up in a big way. When I when they moved the camp closer to the the jungle, <clears throat> we moved every every week, every two weeks. We moved to the next next step, and I realized that oh no, they moved farther in, into the jungle. That's the wrong direction that I want to follow them. Mm-hmm. Because my mind, all these years, I was thinking about how to get closer to my hometown to find my family. But now it seems like it's going away far, farther and farther. So I decided to plan an escape. But because my my health is pretty poor, I need help from my friends. So I asked three of my close friends. And I asked them, would you run away with me? Would you escape with me? And all three of them said, yes. I am so grateful. So we planned and we we wait until nighttime because we know nighttime the God cannot see us run away. But nighttime it have another uh, bad situation because we cannot see anything we cannot we don't know where to go yes yeah and but with the grace of God he directs us we try to find to track back a a path that we came from so that's what we try to do without knowing much, and it's so dark. And of course, there is no GPS that back then. Correct. <laughs> Just yes. an ox. Did you take the ox with you? <laughs> no, uh, but that that time I did not see. I did not have the ox yet. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So were you guys on the run then? For how long? Where'd you end up? For one night, all night, all night long, we were on the run. And thank goodness, we didn't get lost in the jungle, and we didn't step step on the snake or any dangerous animal. That's God protection. Yes, mm. yes. So just to, and again, this is in her book, but we're just scratching the surface, kind of a flyover. How did you meet Jesus? Was that when you came to the United States, which is yet another God story, by the way? Yes, uh, after I came to the United States. But God opened the door for you to come here. Yes, yes. Which took years. You had to wait a couple of years to get the okay to come to the U.S. Yes, and and another God story that you mentioned is that my my relative that sponsored me to come to Connecticut, he had to move out of Connecticut before I arrived. But this is how God worked. 
he had a group of <clears throat> of women, women ministry in the church, local church. They took me in as their as their loved one. They they took care of me. They provide me with everything, and especially one lady, she took me everywhere to apply for a job, apply for social security, to go to the doctor to to have the health screening and everything. So God showed up in a group of women. Mm-hmm. From the from the church, the from, Lutheran church, right? From the church, from the Lutheran church. That's that's the first encounter that I ever know people uh, from the Christian community. Wow, that's wonderful. And of course, we know the rest of the story. You received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and then He has done so much in and through your life. You're the founder and director of Christian Professionals Network. Uh, uh, you, you, you're a wellness consultant. You're sharing the gospel with others. And out of your, your book and your story, you're highlighting the grace of God and also the kindness of God's heart, mm-hmm. even when you didn't even know exactly who he was. But he knew who you were. He knows who we all are. And so I want to thank you, Sarah, for writing this book and for taking the time to come by and visit with us here in the studio. Uh, it's such a pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for allowing me to share my story. Thanks for listening to Curtain Gate Mornings Podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.